wish, oh, I just wish I could go to the ball. Father all in fiddly dee, fiddly faddly foddle. All the wishes in the world are poppycock and twaddle. Who is you? I'm your fairy godmother, honey. You? You got a problem with that? Because if you'd rather some old lady in a tutu sprinkling fairy dust, I can oh, just... no, 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 I just, I never dreamed. Father all in fiddly dee, fiddly faddly foodle. All the dreamers in the world are dizzy in the noodle. Wow, that's, that's terrible. You try coming up with a rhyme on the spot like that. No, 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 no. I mean, what you said about dreamers. Why shouldn't I dream? I can see this is going to take a while. I've dreamt about leaving so many times. That's the problem with most people. They dream about what they want to do instead of really doing it. Oh, I wish that. Well, I guess wish is no good either. Mm, everything starts with a wish. You want to know what I was wishing before you came here tonight? That one of those pumpkins in the yard would turn into a great big golden carriage and take you to the ball? I guess I know what you're going to say. Fawley rolling fiddly D. Fiddly faddly foodle. You're right. It's impossible. Impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible for a plain country pumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. And four white mice will never be four white horses. Such father all in Philly D, of course, is impossible. <laughs> but the world is full of zanies and fools who don't believe in sensible rules and won't believe what sensible people say. And because these daft and dewy eyed jokes keep building up impossible <laughs> hopes, impossible things are happening every day. Come on. Impossible. Yes, it. Impossible. 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 <laughs> Impossible. 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 <laughs> Wait. If impossible things are happening every day, then then why shouldn't I have impossible hopes and dreams? Even something something as impossible as going to the ball. Then go to the ball, Cinderella. Go. No one's stopping you with you, but you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, grandmother. Thank you so grandmother much. Grandmother bitch! Oh, <laughs> Thank you, grandmother. Thank you so much. Sing, Brandy. Sing. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's possible for a plain pumpkin, yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. It's possible for a plain country bumpkin and a place to join in marriage. And for one mice were easily turned to horses. The world is full of zanies, and fools. Give you the way. Who don't believe in sensible rules? And won't believe in what sensible people say. Together. And, and because, because they stop into it, don't keep building up, up impossible hopes, impossible. impossible. Things, Things are, are happening every day. It's possible. 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 Yes, it is possible. Hallelujah. Yes, my Bible says all things are possible. You can go to the ball. Okay.
okay. Tristan's like, what the fuck are you doing? And dad, why are you trying to sing again? <laughs> Sit down, stop. Chill, chill, chill. Amen, amen. We wow. thank the Lord for the impossible because he makes all things, what? Wow. Possible. Yes. Wow, what? Yes, Eric. Eric. Tristan, please. I don't don't know what Patrick has gotten me into, but there we go. That was a blessing. Tristan, Eric, get your dog, please. (laughs) Come here. here. (laughs) Welcome. I just have to applaud you. You did that, bitch. First of all, let the record show that what episode was it when I said Eric is going to have his debut? I don't know. I think the first one. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, And I spoke into existence. Nah. E-Money got some work to do. But now nah, that was fun. That was really fun. When you said fun. E-Money, I thought about um, Lil Scrappy's daughter, E-Money, <laughs> from Love Hip Hop. Do you remember when they used to talk to about E-Money? <laughs> we both, <laughs> both versions have uh, something, something we gotta do. Eric, I'm so full off of that sketch. You, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you were really feeling that. What, what inspired you? Like, Well, I know we talked about it weeks ago, but like... How did this come back up? We're going to get there. Oh. It's a conversation. That's what brought it up. Welcome, everyone, to (laughs) another week of the Hung Up Podcast where you could be uh, full of zanies and fools, literally, because they're selling them out here on the corner. Goodbye, sir. You can get them. The world is full of zanies and fools. You can get them. And they may not believe in sensible rules, but we believe, okay, that all things will work out, okay? All things are possible. Brandy and Whitney tried to tell you this was not just a show. It was a gospel movie, okay? Yo, I just wish I could When you got up to hit that last note, it just ran after you. I felt it in my spirit. He's like, bitch, we both singing this song. Matter of fact, is he back over there? Because I feel like he is. He is. What is your dog doing to me today? You gotta lock him up. He's really like, you know, you know how dogs are. Like, no, I don't have one. They feed off of our energy, so. Uh, how do I dim mine now? Come here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I cannot deal with this. This break was brought to you by Eric transporting his dog to his dog cage. Eric really be talking to his dog like he locked up. He was just like, I love you. I love you so much. Like, he's right there. He's like, what's going on? Just want him to know. Okay. You know, so on his cookie line, never too far. Mommy's gonna be back real soon, <laughs> boy. <laughs> yes, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Hug Up <laughs> Podcast, where, as we said, the world may be filled with zanies and fools, and they may not believe in sensible rules, and they may not believe what sensible people say. But because these daft and gay ideas keep building up impossible hopes, we know that impossible things are happening every day. I am P. Ryan. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am. P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter and on the Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Send all your loves, your emails, your questions, your stories, everything to HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes, and we thank you for the continued ratings. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts and on the SoundCloud. Don't forget to comment us and we both don't have um, Androids, but we on Google Play, so comment and read us there too. <laughs> I think Apple Podcasts is where it matters. Yes. So continue to rate us and we appreciate it. I mean, no, it all matters. I just mean as far as um, getting more uh, visibility. Yeah, yeah. Apple Podcasts is where it's at. So we appreciate the ratings and the love that we have gotten so far. Yeah. 
Thank y'all for being a friend. <laughs> you really in the singing spirit Listen, tonight. Because my voice, it felt like the enemy tried to steal it for the past two weeks. So now that it's back, I gotta use it. That's funny. It reminds me of the scene in, in Jackie's back. Have you seen that yet? <laughs> With Jennifer Lewis? You asking me? Yeah. I love Jackie's back. So Please. remember when she fell in the grave and she lost her voice? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Have a good day, Eric. <laughs> So, another week here we are. Let's just cheers to another week. Clink, clink. Last week, we were kind of uh, on a dry spell. Well, half of us. I didn't drink. But. (laughs) We still had a great show, though. Tonight. Oh, yeah. It was cute. Now that I listen back. Okay. (laughs) Remember how you were just like, you'll catch it when you listen back. I did. I caught it. It was cute. (laughs) But this tonight, I'm making up for it. Okay. We are drinking uh, Merlot with a splash of Hennessy. Hennessy. And it makes Hennessy, you know. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> That's all I have to say today. Okay. Um, the sponsor for me tonight is just Merlot. I'm just, just a glass of Merlot. Yes. Okay. Keeping it red. Keeping it classy. You know the glass is real good to you when you've been looking forward to it. When mm-hmm. you, if you had one of those days. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just one of them days. That a boy goes through. Yes, Monica. With a feeling inside. Yes. I'm gonna take it out on you. <laughs> yes, Eric, come on. I, this might be an auntie episode, low key. No, you told me I was the auntie. We're both. Oh my god, <laughs> you did. You know, you, 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 you know, you told y'all. Me, like, Eric is not over there. I was like, let wait. me tell y'all how. <laughs> so we gotta set up the scene for them, right? Uh-oh. Was it Thanksgiving or was it your line celebration, your line anniversary? I, I feel like it was the line anniversary. It was. No, it no, was a Thanksgiving. It was before. It was Friendsgiving. Okay, so, okay. So, at Friendsgiving. Oh, on you know, the couch. Yes. Oh, God. I, you know, I was a little gone off the Merlot, and, you know, well, I was going off the Hennessy, which I is too, Merlot so and Hennessy mixed together. And I, you know, I spoke to our silent sponsor. And so, you know, I was just a little introspective. And I saw Eric dancing across the room, just doing an old school 90s bop. And Eric, if you guys don't know, you know, follow him on Edante Cole on Instagram. He has the beard. He has, you know, the shaved head underneath, but with like the braids out top. So he gives you, you know, we are living, hey, single. (laughs) And so I called Eric Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. And I also said he dances like an auntie. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? No, Eric, don't, don't, don't hype it up. One person nah, laughed. I know. I'm, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but it's cool. But you know I like, love you. You I, are my Maxine Shaw. I can be your singer. Nah, it's funny. Like, I, and I love it. Like, and it, Well, first of all, I love my hair. Yeah. But it's just like, I've gotten all types of just not naughty by nature. I've got, not naughty by nature. I've gotten um, Ken and Play. But Eric, you should have seen your bop. When I tell you I was cackling, it was like this. It was like, <laughs> and then you had the Mary J. Blige. I was going to say, was a, and it was Eric, a Mary you were J. by Bob. yourself. So I was like, you are really feeling this music, oh, my yeah. dad. Like, I, I have no problems you are jamming everything. by myself. You are everything, and everything is you. Is that Toya? Latoya? That's torn in between the two, but like, oh. it's from that song, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, let's get the show rolling. Bitch, how you been? Who, me? Who, you? Yes, you. Couldn't be. Then who? Listen, I had a great weekend. Fabulous. I went out with a few friends to celebrate a friend's birthday. Shout out to Anthony. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Anthony. We um, 
we went to this uh, restaurant downtown, and the food was just, it was so good. I had, uh, I believe it was oysters and red sauce, and then I had like a, uh, a like a shrimp Caesar salad or something yes. like that. This sounds like a dinner for people with money. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really expecting it to be great, you know what I mean? But it was actually really good, and even the fries were really good. Remember when I talked about we where did we go and they had tater tots? This, this was we a couple went episodes to, oh, ago. I remember we went to brunch. Jones. Yeah, Jones for brunch. And they had those damn basic ass tater tots. <laughs> yes. Well, them. this place had some French fries, but they were like really good. Nice. They were really good. Do you remember the spot? Um, Villani. Mm, okay. Okay. Downtown. I don't got money, so I don't know. Oh, I'm pr- if I'm pronouncing it correctly, I believe that was the name of the spot. Uh, but y'all, y'all from Philly, y'all, I'm sure once I said it, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize they had like decent food, so that was cool. Um, we like went out, did a little dancing afterwards, but the crowd was like so young, and I just felt really not out of place, but I was just like looking around, like it's just different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nice. I'm getting older, y'all. Right, <laughs> the days are moving by quickly. You can't like be in the same spaces. Yeah, you, you gotta you know grow. What I mean? You know this. Is, okay, this touches, and that hits. <laughs> That'll preach. But just being with my friends and having a good time—that was all that mattered. And whether we had been there or out on, you know, I was gonna say on the street corner, but, but not out on the highways and byways, wherever, wherever like, you are, we would have had a good time. Speed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, and I haven't hung out with a, a couple of these guys for a while, so that was cool. It was just nice to be in their company. Um, a couple of days ago, I was uh, with my neighbors across the street. Mm, love them. <laughs> and, and I said I was going to bring this up because it was kind of interesting. We were having this conversation. I can't remember how porn came up, but, you know, that's just something that can, it doesn't have to come up. You could just start talking about it. You know what I mean? What, like, what is porn for those of us who don't watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to that. What, what is that? Please. The, those, <laughs> those, those pictures y'all be watching at home. Ooh, and sometimes at work. I watch. Did oh. you see that study that showed. You said sometimes at work? Yeah, because did you, did you see that study that showed like how many people like watch? It was like a really high number. It was like, I don't think it was more than 30%. <laughs> But it was in the 20s. Oh, my word. That people watch at work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, it was either that or they have sex at work. I can't you know, remember. I wouldn't know. It's the murder. Either or. I don't know. That ain't my ministry. Okay. One of the two. 20, okay. 20% of y'all are sending y'all at work. <laughs> <laughs> in the workhouse. <laughs> you you want to come out of that closet. Come out of that. <laughs> come out of somebody's closet. <laughs> Weekly reminder to watch Kingdom Come. If you haven't already, if what are you, you waiting already. for? We'll be, we'll be bringing another skit. I think you said for episode 50, right? We'll yeah. do another. Uh, but anyway, we were trying to figure out <laughs> yes, when guys watch straight porn, straight guys, right? Quote, yeah. unquote, straight guys. I watch straight porn. When they're watching straight porn. So for, for guys who are straight mm-hmm. and they're watching straight porn, it's straight because it's a man and a woman having sex, right? Mm-hmm. But... Our question was, and he, one of my friends ended up calling like one of his buddies and they, they talked about it a little bit, but he, we were just trying to figure out how do you, or do you ignore the man? You don't. I think for a straight man, because, you know, 
they allege that they're not attracted to the D, they will probably envision that D being them, right? So like you're taking it in visually and then you're pleasuring yourself. So it's kind of like you are envisioning yourself screwing and you're also feeling that sensation and that's what gets you off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that. Yeah. And what he else? also mentioned, check this out. I'm smiling. He mentioned fantasizing about being next and that's what turned him on. Ooh. And I, I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. When I watch straight porn, I just like the whole aesthetic of it all. Like I just I just love the, the connection and the, the look. But I don't I don't know, that's interesting. It could be both. It could be one, it could be the other, it could be both. I that's interesting. Yeah. So you, you don't do you watch gay porn? I watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm picking up what you put in. Okay, there. you picked it up today. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to wait to hear it back. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> if you go, huh? You can hear it. You heard. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a preference over one or the other? Or? Do I have a preference? I do. We should talk about that on the show, though. We'll I feel it. like I'll we'll save, save it. it for the yeah. show. Yeah. I, I enjoy both as well, but we'll, we'll unpack that mm-hmm. on, a, on a, another topic. So that was really my week. And just work, like just being exhausted by work. And um, my hang up has a lot to do with um, just some of the stuff I've been dealing with this week. So we'll get to that later on in the show. But other than that, um, it's been a good week, good weekend leading into a good week. And I'm just blessed and happy to be here. Yeah. In, in, in great company. Yes, glad to be in the service one more time. One more. Okay? He didn't have to let you live. But I'm glad to be in the service one more time. <laughs> we thank you, God, for the service. Hallelujah. How are you? I'm good. I'm really, really good. Like, situations ain't changed, but I'm really, like, happy. We're in December. Shout out to making it almost throughout the entire year of 2017. And I really feel like God, the universe, fate, all of it has forced me to see people who I've wanted to see all year. So like, I have some really good friends in my life and like, I I try to make it a a thing to see them at least once per year. And there are like a bunch of people who I haven't seen all year. And literally in this past weekend, for some reason, even into this week, I saw friend after friend after friend who don't live in Philly. They live in place they live in DC. They live in, you know, lower <coughs> Maryland. They live in St. Louis. And somehow we were able to connect in person mm-hmm. and have a conversation. And I'm so grateful for that because I think they ushered in like a change in me that I'm going to bring into the new year. So in all of like my friends that I met we just you know caught up we talked about the good things that are going on in my life but one theme with like four friends in particular met them all at different spaces we spent different times together we talked about different things but in the end they left me with a word that's like you know i'm super proud of you i'm really glad to see like you achieving what you want to achieve but let me just tell you something and shout out to my friends for holding me accountable they were just like you are latching onto something that is kind of destroying you. And they can kind of, they saw that it was kind of destroying me. And so the first friend I met, my good homegirl, my good sis, Rahel, she was just like, why are you in this situation? Right? And really brought it to the forefront and forced me to answer the why. And when I answered the why, it was kind of like, that's not good enough. Why are you putting yourself through this? My other homegirl, Camille, one of my like closest church friends, but she, so we met in undergrad, we met on our way to church randomly, and we've become close friends ever since. 
she was just like, you are in something that is really going to block you from being the best person that you can be, right? And she's just like, situations like that really block God's blessings. My other homie who I spent time with, he was just like, if you stay in this situation, you show not only me, but you show yourself that you don't value yourself or love yourself as much as you claim to, right? And then last but not least, yesterday, my homegirl from St. Louis, Delisha, who's a part of Afrosexology, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Afrosexology, mm -hmm. um, sexual liberation group, mm -hmm. with my other homegirl, Rafaela, she looked at me and she was just like, you have too many good things going on to allow yourself to endure this any longer. Because you will never reach your full potential if you don't let that go. And so I'm really being intentional about not carrying certain things into 2018. I'm so grateful for them. I'm grateful for this time away that I got from Philly this weekend. I just feel good. I feel grateful. My skin has cleared up once I made that decision. My spirit feels a little more filled. I feel like I'm really moving in the direction that I'm supposed to be moving in now. Mm -hmm. And I just hope I stay on that path. Kind of reminds me of the Thanksgiving episode that we did. Come on. And we talked about how that recharge mm -hmm. will be in with family. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, we, we talk about self-care in so many different ways on this show and spending time by yourself yeah. and taking care of yourself and, and, and going to spas and, you know. Yeah. But let's keep it all the way funky. But honestly, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I really feel like the recharge yeah. happens when you spend time with people that you love and that you care about yeah but then let's keep it real too because i love and care about you mm -hmm. and i spend every week with you mm -hmm. i love and care about my brothers i spend every week with them i love and care about my family i spent that thanksgiving with them but literally when we left that thanksgiving and it was time to tape with you let's keep it real for the people i was not myself i was low and like you know kind of in a funky ass mood and like it was only by God that I was able to pull out that show last week, right? Mm -hmm. Or really contribute to it the way you did, right? And you know that because we talked about it afterward. Mm -hmm. And so them holding me accountable really brought a situation to my forefront that I was just kind of pushing to the side and pretending that everything was okay. And I think to get to a point where I'm really being intentional about leaving that situation alone, I have to forgive myself for allowing that thing to be a thing in my life for so long. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't so it, have power over you anymore. Yeah. So it really has been a weekend not only of being accountable for my actions, but also forgiving myself for my actions and really just pressing on. And, you know, once you forgive, you may not forget, but you learn. You know? Shout out to friends that hold you accountable. Shout out. Because, you know, some friends will let you sit there. And tell you what you want to hear. But and tell you it's okay. And then talk about you to your other friend. Ooh, say so. Say so. So just shout out for having friends that keep it keep it real. Mm -hmm. Friends who recognize the bad bitch in you and want to maintain that badass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. They love you guys. Love you. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So let's jump into the topic for the week, right? Let's. It is 1034. Lord, give is us it? the strength. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been here playing around with this intro. So last week, Eric, <laughs> we really were, you know, I'm just going to give us, I, I was just like, let's give a hearty ass intro because, you know, it might be a show on our show. I don't know. 
It could be. The people deserve Whitney and Brandon. Okay? Brandy no, when was she was fame. You hear me? That was so much fun. And I and I hope I didn't blow out anybody's ear sockets. You, like, I hope I didn't. I was the one who was loud as hell. I was on my Patty LaBelle. Well, you loud me off. Off and annoying. <laughs> off and annoying. So. No, you are great, know, Eric. Whatever. You deserve a round of, round of applause. Eric, make your voice clap. <laughs> what? Amen. <laughs> Are so they the, back, wait, are they back together yet? Who? Waka Flocka and... Tammy? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. She loves him. I think they are back together. She loves him. But guess what? She does. I'm I think Tammy. so. Okay. So what you got for us this week? <laughs> what you got for us this week? <laughs> All right. So last week, Eric, we talked about... <coughs> excuse me. Last week in the check-in, you kind of talked about spending time with your mom, right? And one conversation that really stuck with me was not the green leaf, but was the conversation of your mom kind of wanting you to finally have a kid. I had a great and, conversation with her today, by the way. Oh, yes. Tell us about it. I just like called her. I was at work. I was sitting at my desk, and I thought about her. And I'm trying to do this thing where when I think about people, that I'm intentional. Mm-hmm. So I like will either text or I will call. So you didn't think about me this week? meanwhile meanwhile, all the stuff I sent you on Instagram you have yet to respond to I send send you stuff all the time did you send me something this week? anyway I just want to say that my conversation (laughs) with with mom was like really cool today no I I just called her randomly at work and um, it was the middle of the day sometimes you gotta hit people up randomly yeah Hold on, wait, Eric. You this really pause was in. brought to you by me trying to right. gather the receipts. You hear me? Because, Eric, I was just like, I'm kind of missing this bitch. Where are you at? I sent you something yesterday. The last time you sent me something was November 30th. So let's pull up the dates. When was November 30th, Eric? Last Thursday. The last time we taped. Wow, Eric. What about what I need? You didn't say anything... To I sent you Tyra, Paper Magazine. She looks fierce. Eric, that was the twenty seventh. That was the twenty seventh. I answered Major you. Major Hype. <laughs> Shout out to him. I sent you that, and then I sent you another post that's no longer available. But I responded because it was deleted. <laughs> Eric, I responded to you. On, and okay. then you okay. said something about the Christmas party, like which had nothing to do with, <laughs> with the that. last three things you're that right. I sent you. You're right. You're right. So I switched the conversation from the post that you sent me to the fact that I need a shirt for <laughs> Christmas party. Regardless. I'm really not here to try to... P.S. We got to talk about a party after this show. But let's get back to the show because we literally have not touched the topic. So last week, <laughs> you talked to your mom about, you know, potentially having kids and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, wanting a man from the church house. All, you know, I'm you said it. Yeah, I was about to say I'm paraphrasing in my, in my language. <laughs> And so, um, Patrick wants me too. to have a man from the church house. Huh? Maybe you got one for me already, and that's and you just trying to like Listen, hint to some shit. Is that what it I is? The only I have at the church house is somebody who tried to dethrone me from my music minister position. But we won't go back. We oh, all right. Forward, okay? okay. All right. I'm just making sure because I'm out here. No, I'm single. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but then also I talked about just a while ago just spending time with some of my close girls um, and some of my close friends. And how we caught up about like where we are in life and like what we're planning for the future and all that shit, right? Now, I'm not sure if you are familiar with this, Eric, but do you remember this game 
in elementary school that we played called Match. You are moving your hands like a dream catcher, and that is not Mash. What was that little? Not Match, Mash. On the paper? Yeah, so like... Remember we used to play... We used to turn the paper into like this... No, that's a cat's cradle or a dream catcher. Not a dream... Is it a dream catcher or is it a cat's cradle? You doing the the fortune teller. With the little... But that's not MASH. Remember MASH? M-A-S-H. And then you have to pick a number one to four, one to ten. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's been decades. Well, we're not going to play. Right, but like, okay, I was thinking about MASH when hanging out with my homegirls, and I was thinking about MASH like throughout this week, and I realized in a way, life is MASH, right? So, we don't really pick a number one through ten and play the game, but we have this plant. Eric, what are you doing? Y'all, Eric got up and just started dancing. That auntie, Maxine Shaw, attorney in law, I'm back, (laughs) auntie. But no, we, our life is kind of like MASH, right? So like, instead of this number reliance or whatever, we have a plan of what we're going to do. We have kind of a vision of where we want our lives. And I would love this to be like a foundational conversation for convos to have in the future. Okay. Um, and so without the numbers, you know, let's play a little MASH in the sense of let's talk about what we see for ourselves. MASH. When I think of MASH, I think of that depressing ass show that used to come on. Where they were like, like the army people. Yeah, bitch. I thought of mashed potatoes with my fat ass, <laughs> big as I am. <laughs> Garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> yes, yes, Eric. But I do a really good mashed potato. Like from like go go get the 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 potatoes from the grocery, Eric, and boil them, Eric, and Eric, leave the skins on, Eric, Dante Cole. Yeah, we gonna bring it back. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's already been brought it's brought in. in. Yes. So when it comes to, let's break it down. And I, I think it would be great to talk about, you know, living space, partner, kids, and job. Sweet and short conversation. Let's just mash it up, right? Great. So the conversation I wasn't ready to have with mom, you're, we're having tonight. Yeah. Because okay. I am your mother. Okay? <laughs> mother. With so you baby. mother and I'm auntie. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Great. Here Hung we go. Pod, the roles have been solidified. <laughs> you hear me? So let's just talk about, you know, house, right? So in MASH, it's like mansion, attic, shack, house. But when you think about living space and mm-hmm. where you are now, right? I don't know if Philly is where you want to be forever, but nope. what do you see yourself? Like, what areas for you? Where do you want to live and why? I really would like to go back home. I want to be closer to my dad and my mom. And home is? The DMV. Okay. DC, Maryland, Virginia. Yeah. Um, that's where I see myself short term. But I could really have a great time in California. When I went out to California mm. for the first time, I will never forget it. Um, I loved it. I had a great time. I just loved being there. I loved the people. I loved everything about it. How laid back it was. How cool it was. Philly is not my type of city. It never was. It never has been. Because it's just so, like... Folks are just mean as shit here. Like, and people are so just annoyed and angry. And it's just like... I, I would just rather be somewhere where it's just a little bit slower. Um... Where the sun is shining, I, I Florida. I don't like. I I think, no, I don't. I don't like Florida. Um, 
to visit and to vacation. But so, so far, yeah, I mean, it's just, I would say the DMV, short term, long term, um, somewhere down south, the yeah. Carolinas. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see myself in Philly or even going to New York. Like, I think for me, I'm ultimately going to move south or move out west. Yeah. When I was young, or out Loki, of the fucking country, like say so. Are you Josephine Baker? You better be in France. You hear me? Yes. When I was young, I definitely thought New York was like the move, but the rent is too damn high. Okay, it is way too high. And like New York is a beautiful place. I was born in New York, but like it just really doesn't do it for me at this stage in my life. I thought Philly was always going to be the place where I was going to settle down. But being here just, like, for school, for work, for, like, all types of things, I don't know. Philly is just losing its appeal to me, you know? There are times when I'm just like, I love this place. I could definitely see myself living here and traveling to other places. But there are other times when I'm just like, get me out of here. Like, this weekend, I was mm-hmm. literally on my at my wit's end, and I was like, I need to effing leave. I, I mean, I like how it's kind of like a smaller city. Yeah. And it's right in between D.C. and it's New York. It's fast, but... Not too fast. Not too fast. Slow, but not too slow. It's affordable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the cost of living is nowhere near, like, what it is in New York sure. and D.C. Yeah. Um, and Philly is, like, you know, there are some parts of the city that are actually beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. You know what I mean? Not a lot, but there are some parts. Um, it's just... And I've said, I remember saying this before. We, we, were, we had a conversation about uh, police... This was like episodes ago. Um, I just feel I just I've I've just never been married to Philly. Yeah, I really thought I was married to it, especially in my younger years. But definitely, like moving outside of Philly and like experiencing other places, I'm like, no, this may not be the place where I set my roots. <clears throat> Living my weekend out um, in the DMV. I tweeted, I think the DMV is where I'm going to settle down and have a kid. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so full of culture. There's like, going back to the DMV always does something to my spirit. Being there for undergrad, it just felt like home off the bat. I felt just like welcomed. I felt like I could thrive. I felt like there, you know, there's it's a chocolate city. But then, you know, if you want to experience other groups of people, you can. It's so diverse. It's so beautiful. It's just, it really is amazing. And it makes me feel so relaxed every time I go there. And I also think it's just a great place to raise a kid. Right? Yeah. And to grow professionally. That's just kind of reminding me about, like, one of the reasons why I love Maryland. It's just some parts of Maryland where you are literally just out in the middle. It seems like you're out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? And... um it's just beautiful. Yeah. And you can kind of get lost in it. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I love that. I mean, I I think I've always been and always will be a country boy at heart. Because yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm from. Um, you know, but the city is, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a nice balance. I, I think for me right now, it's just a way of life. Yeah. Because I work in the city. I, you know, I went to school in the city. You know, I've met a lot of people in the city. Like, it's just a way of life. But I don't think that's what I ultimately want. I think I think I want a little more peace, a little more quiet, a little more. The DMV is a great place. I also considered Atlanta. It's expensive. It Mm -hmm. is, but Mm -hmm. 
Eric, we have to realize we're in such an early part of our career and we didn't get to the job section yet. Well, we could next. We can kind of go out of order. Yeah, cool. Um, but I think once we get settled into what we want to do, we won't have to worry about the fact that it's like expensive. You know what I mean? I thought about Atlanta at one point. to that. And I realized no, right? Because Atlanta... That's a place to go vacation, to visit, to be mm. a lot, and to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's not for me. But you talked about jobs. Let's jump into jobs. What do you want to be when you grow up, boo-boo? Hmm. And also, not only what do you want to be when you grow up, coming off of this weekend of accountability, what are you doing to get yourself there? You know, it's funny. Um, remember that meme I sent you on Twitter where it was just like, I'm, I'm asking kids, what do, what do they want to be when they grow up? Because I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and low-key had some, some truth to it. Nah. I mean, I, I think for me... I'm sorry if y'all hear me chewing. I'm chewing do, a pineapple. What do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. I really feel that I have um, some gifts and some talents that I'm really just starting to unearth. Mm. And I feel like um, I need to be patient with that process right now. So I don't really know what that's going to look like. But I think that um, it won't be working a nine to five for Mm. sure. And, you know, it's interesting because I've always fought against the machine. I've always, as long as I could remember, just always fighting against the machine, like, Ever since I was even like a kid working at McDonald's, um, my very first job, I just always had this issue with working. <laughs> like I just always felt like this is not me. Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not what I think any of us are supposed to be doing for the rest of our lives. Like, and we've talked about that a little bit. Um, so I feel I feel like that is still something that I'm uncovering and discovering. Um, and whatever it is, it's going to be pretty major. Yeah. Why well, feel like you on that? It won't be a tennis player because those those days are. Those days are. I guess long gone. Uh. Uh-uh. I can't. No, I'm, I mean as far as like going pro. Impossible things are happening every day, and you just going neglect the impossible. I can't go pro. See, there is. You don't read the word. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Okay. You just spoke death. You speak life. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> from a more practical <laughs> perspective. My God is not a God of practicality. No, I, okay? <laughs> I'm 31 turning 32. You know what? <laughs> and I'm very much like, I need physical therapy you know, now. Sarah because was my 99 body when she had a baby. Really beat up by tennis. But no, besides that, it's just in order to go pro, I would have to, I cannot work. You tired. No, yeah. I, w- I would have to quit my job. Oh, okay. like that's a full time job going pro. Oh, okay. And you need the money and the resources to not only tour and travel on your own to put yourself up, to buy your tickets, to pay for your hotels, to buy your food. Like it's very expensive. It's too much. So, and you know, that's why, you know, and I've talked to a lot of my friends on the league and we had these conversations like tennis, as you all know, is a very white privileged sport. Mm-hmm. And that is because if you don't have the resources, even yeah, to yeah. be on the league that we're on, that's money. We have to pay a fee every season. You have to buy equipment. You have to get your rackets restrung. You have to buy balls. You have to buy shoes. Like you have to buy a bag. Like it, 
there's a lot that goes into it. And unfortunately, like, if you don't have access to that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I don't have access to just because, like, I'm not, I just, yeah. I'm not there. You know what I mean? But, you know, some of these tennis clubs require all white and specific brands for you to even enter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a very interesting, it's one of those sports. I mean, y'all see Venus and Serena, they play these days. They still get called nigga, called out from the stages, mm. from the stands. I mean, wow. you know what I mean? Like, we hear about this. It happened recently. So, I mean, it's a very, it's a very white sport. Yeah. But I will always play. I will always play. But as far as me going pro, I just don't see that happening. Most, most tennis players actually retire when they're 30. And that's actually, you know, and, and, and Serena and Venus get a lot of attention, not only because they're great, but because they're well past 30. Mm. So it's, that's, it's special. Yeah. <laughs> it's special. So. Come on for the insight. Thank you. Yeah. But what about you? I've, I've read it on enough. What do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. Well, apart from being the Luther Vandross version of Kalela, I would like to be, um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm in school for it, right? I want to be a therapist. But what a lot of people don't know, too, is that I, ever since I was young, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Um, I never saw it as me being a teacher of, like, math or social studies or blah, 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 right? But um, as I've moved further into this, like, therapy type of career, I definitely envision myself being a professor of, of sorts, teaching a class about, you know, mental health and sexuality. What am I doing to make that happen? Yeah. Working on curriculum writing. Um trying oh my bad i didn't answer that question oh okay we'll go back because we'll mine was so like abstract what are you but... doing to... no no no, no go oh. ahead. okay <laughs> okay and then i'm gonna push you okay well i'm trying to work towards curriculum writing i'm trying to um make this whole like adjunct professorship stuff happen um probably need more qualifications to make it happen but i am applying yeah, yeah. um and i'm just trying to see like I'm trying to map out what it will take to be like a teacher, map out what it takes to be a therapist, map out what it takes to be a sex therapist, map out what it takes to, you know, still use my public health masters and like try to make steps towards that, whether it be publishing, whether it be attending conferences, whether it be networking, all of that mm-hmm. shit. When it comes to music, as I said before, I want to be the Luther Vandross version of Kaleo. Oh, okay, because that's where I was going to push you. Cause I, yeah. I was waiting for that. Yeah, no, it's a thing. And I hold myself accountable. What have I been doing to get myself there? Currently, not a damn thing. <laughs> this year, though, I did release a little tune. Whether or not yes, a lot of people did. listen to it, I did it. It's on your SoundCloud. Right? Yeah, it is on my SoundCloud. Next year, mm-hmm. setting more goals. I literally have them written down, and I will achieve them to yes. get further along. Everything that I want, I'm at least going to go for. Don't know if I'll get. Yeah. Would you just tell me? Oh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But you know, I think that uh, (laughs) (laughs) you you really have a passion with music. You really have a passion with art. You really have Mm -hmm. a passion with food. Mm Oh, also, I sing at churches. That's a thing. And I get paid for it. So that means I can get paid for other shit in music. (laughs) I just need to figure out what that shit is. So, um, I think you being an adjunct is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like a, you know, that it's, 
it's a, like working part time. And the great thing about being adjunct is that you have flexibility. You can teach multiple multiple courses, and that's a great income source, right? And I like to specifically teach at HBCU mm-hmm. since I didn't have that experience degree wise. Right. I really want to go back and be surrounded by Black people and impact Black lives. That's something that I was pursuing for a while mm-hmm. before I um, got moved to the new job that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at my former job, that was something that I was really pursuing. I wonder if um, that'll be something that comes back up for me again. But as far as like responsibilities and what am I doing right now to like work on things, um, you know, my, 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 my response was more about the creative part, mm. right? The, the part that <coughs> excuse me. I'm more attached to, whereas I'm not attached to work as much, you know mm. what I mean? But, you know, to pay the bills, we got to work. <laughs> and I, you know, I have gone to school and I have accumulated a bachelor's and a master's degree. And mm-hmm. I have been working in my field that I've that I'm in right now for about seven, seven and a half years. Mm. Um, right now, I I've been in this current position, um, which was kind of which was a promotion for me into a role where I'm doing a lot more, um, more a little more hands on with um, what my role is supposed to do. Mm. So I see myself um, also going to HBCU and being, you know, director of financial aid um, or working in access and retention um, or working in student affairs. Um, Those are like my my areas that I've studied and that, you know, I really have a, it's in my heart to do, you know what I mean? It's a job for me, but it's something that I've, I don't know if I could be doing anything else right now. Yeah. You know, it's so what many, if, yeah. What if we moved to the DMV and worked at the same HBCU and then kind of taught a joint class, like on the five <laughs> teachers a class? <laughs> Could you imagine? It that would have to be a so, nighttime class. That would be cute. Let me say, like, teaching would be great for me, and I definitely want to do that, but it would be great to be um, director of financial nice. aid yeah. at HBCU because, you know, I believe those are the students that really need the financial support. Um, Not just at HBCU, I would say minority students everywhere, right? Amen. Because a lot of times we yes. go into college yes. not with yes. the knowledge of like what grants we should be going after, how we should maneuver the financial aid process, and just to have kind of like that molding from somebody who right. looks like us. Right. Or what do I do if my mom won't let me come home for Christmas break because I told her I was gay? Mm. What do I do? How do I pay for a living elsewhere? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry and I need food. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? How do you deal with, I don't have a coat because I moved to college from a different area of the country and, and I'm cold yeah. and I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. all these nuances that students deal with that impact their financial li- their financial aid, like I think, is important. Yeah. Um, and and you know so what you this, just highlighted? yeah, the importance of black mentorship, mm. especially when it comes to that transitionary period of going from high school into college. If yeah. imagine, because I believe we, too, as black people, we are powerful beings. But imagine how how sooner we could achieve our greatness if we had mentors in the game to be like you might want to skip over this you might want to do this you might want to maneuver this this way right yeah and that's what makes first generation 
and first generation low income student mm-hmm. population so important is because they yeah. don't have anyone to help them navigate anything yeah. or how to make to these decisions. Yeah, love my parents to death, but they yeah. literally even when choosing a major, right? If I could do the game all over again, believe arts would be a part of my education. I hear you. But because I came from a background where it's just like we came here from a brand new place. Right. You need Did to be you in the business? health field. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's like you need to be in the health field right. to do well. And, and it's just for like, me, like I was pushed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're pushed into these fields. Into these fields where it's just like yeah. this ain't me at all. You but know? I'm and gonna I, do it because that's what I was told. Yeah. I had yeah, yeah, to yeah. do, you know what I mean? Um Yeah, wow. That's a whole nother that's conversation. That's a whole other topic. We'll get there, people. But so we got a lot of shit to cover, right? Because we, we said that we'll <laughs> get there. This match is just bringing up everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Mash. All right. So let's switch to another conversation. Kids. That's the conversation oh, yeah. that started kind of like this whole topic, right? Right. With you and your mom. Right. What do you envision there? I want babies. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Tell me more. You know, I. It would be nice to, you know, be married and have kids, but for me, that's really not necessary. Like, I want to have a kid by a certain age. Before I turn 35, I envision myself having a child. How many? At least one. Okay. By by 35. Well, by 35. But that's a few years from now, so it's, you know, it's a little scary for me. How many do you want in your lifetime? I don't know. Multiple. Adoption, birth. I mean, genetically, Genetic, biologically. I'm so sorry. Both. 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 I'm open to both. Absolutely. Okay. And that's the reason I brought up the kids thing, right? Because mm-hmm. as gay black men, that's something to consider. When I think of a kid, I really, I'm okay with one. I know that might be a little selfish, because people say the kid might get lonely, blah blah blah, but. I just want to impact one child's life. That is my own, right? Watch it, excuse me. Watch it grow from like birth to adulthood and really give them like just all of the love. Me and my mom had this conversation, so I guess I can say it on the air. She, you know, sat me down and she was just like, the way I parent you was completely different from my parents because I had different experiences with my mother and father and I told myself I'm going to take some of this and give it to my child but then I'm going to take some of what you gave me and make it completely different and I think in a way I that that's a cycle right because mm-hmm. I want a child so I can do the exact same thing take some things like some of my mom's qualities and my dad's qualities and really just like embed it in a child but then also take some things and completely shift it and see what that turns out to be um, when it comes to adoption and the reason why I want to like talk about this, I think as gay black men, a lot of people like to pigeonhole you and say, okay, so you're going to adopt, right? And I'm just like, do I have to, right? And so mm. one of my goals is to really have a biological child. I would love a biological son in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show that like, not even to show, because I'm not really trying to prove shit to anybody, but to show myself that like I can bring a black man up in this world and have him be well-functioning and not, you know, have him, you know, thrive in America, appreciate his blackness, appreciate all of his multifaceted identities and just, you know, produce something that is like, you know, in the grand lineage. I just, 
that's something that is really important to me, and I, I I'm willing to fight for that that biological child. So, the, all of it. That's so intriguing. Thinking about a mini me running around. I think a mini me would be hilarious. To Could you see imagine? What I would laugh. Is. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that is. Imagine me in baby form, or in like toddler, <laughs> or even like that six to ten age group form. That would be a hot ass mess. <laughs> me singing at forty something or thirty something, and that little child singing to a mess. Or I always envision to having that, having like a son, right? And me being like this. Hi, I'm Patrick. And my son like winding, be, winding up being like this very introverted, like real chill guy, just like, like dad, why just is my dad stop. so much? Like, right. <laughs> I, I think that's really interesting, and I, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I would love it to happen. A what? I would love for it to happen. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I know I didn't say that the last time, but. <laughs> so last but not least, right? We wrap all these things around and you mentioned you would love to be married and have a kid. A partner, what qualities are you looking for in this moment, knowing that they can change and evolve yeah. later on down the road? Come on, disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah, I mean, you could have half disclosure because some of this is, <laughs> it's very intimate and it's very personal. And yeah. like, sometimes these are things that we only think about when the lights are off and we're in our beds and we're just like. I was saying full disclosure as far as when you said that um, it could change. Oh, totes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Tomorrow it can change. <laughs> That's why, you know, ain't nothing set in stone over here. Oh, Aaron, did you get some email? <laughs> just kidding. It's Amazon. I don't You're know fine. what they want. You're fine. Um, consistency. Mm. I'm just gonna, I'm just thinking these things as they come to me. Uh, consistency. That's really important. That's something that um, I have struggled to find for a really long time. I have met some great people. Um, I have shared time with some really great people. Um, but consistency. Yeah. It's been a struggle. Um, what else am I looking for? I'm not going to say, a lot of people say stability. No. No. Um, I'm looking for someone who can more so see me for me. Who can... We can help each other kind of just take it to that next level. And we want to see each other make it to that next level so badly. Like, we are each other's cheerleader. Mm. Number one fan. Um, I'm crying. That, that support is so important. Um, and something to fall in love with, I think. Um Someone who understands time, our, our whole conversation about time, we could really, and I'm sure we're going to have multiple conversations about it because it's just one of those things, right? Someone who understands that you have to make time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To do the things that you want to do, to be in the spaces that you want to be in. You have to think outside the box, Um you have to do things differently. It's not always a movie and or or you know Netflix and chill. Like somebody who can introduce introduce. <laughs> I'm like Nene, y'all. I'm putting extra letters on shit. 
um, who can introduce me to something different, who can surprise me, who can shock me, who can, like, I think that would be really impressive. I, I, that's those are the qualities that I'm looking for, um, and I would say that a lot of those are also my non-negotiables. Bitch, I didn't even ask you yet. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. Um, so my bad. <laughs> it's okay, Eric. Come, Eric. Patrick. Eric. <laughs> what qualities are? Yes. What What qualities are you looking for? So, all of the ones you listed definitely resonate with me. Um, I will say, though, like, one of the top things, Mm -hmm. and it could be 2017 um, influencing me. It could just be, you know, where I've come to in life with myself and having, you know, love, forgiven, all of that shit myself. Um, I want somebody who is proud of me. Hmm. You know? Um... Even on, like, a friendship level, there are so many people who rock with you and who vibe with you. But, and I'm speaking just from personal experience, but let me wear a a suit without a shirt and a necklace and have, you know, the man titties out. (laughs) Or let me wear, you know, a mesh top that's a little sheer, right? Or let me wear a choker. Or, you know, let's go back to last week. Let me wear a lip stain, Mm -hmm. right? There will be some of my straight and same gender loving friends who are just like, oh, I think you're doing too much. Pull back, right? Because think of the different organizations that you're in or think of, you know, how you're going to present yourself on this forum or that forum. And in a way, while I know that they support me, I know that that part of me, they're not proud of. And so when I want, when I think of a partner and if I really take time to, you know, cause I'm okay with being single. If I take time to entertain a partner, I want that partner to see me and to be proud of me and to feel that I am sexy, you know, when I let my beard grow out and it's shaped or, you know, when I have a clean shaven face and decide to slap on a choker and maybe stay in the lip a little bit. Right. Or if I decide to paint my toenails and be out here, I want him to literally appreciate every bit of that and find me extremely sexy in every stage that I'm in, right? I want a partner who feeds my, like who feeds my spirit, right? Religion is a part of me. Spirituality is a part That's of me. That you got me going through. What is wrong with you? Stop. Do y'all no. hear me? Ugh, go stop. ahead. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Go no, sorry. Sorry, Eric. No. no. Go ahead. I do. You know, and the reason I think it's so easy for me to say I don't need anybody is because I realize it is super hard to find somebody who even meets that first quality, right? Because you will have people who appreciate you when all the doors are closed, but when the sun shines and the windows are open and other people are looking at you two in the same space, they shut down. And that shit is definitely hard to deal with, Mm. right? Mm. We talked, we had the DL conversation and that we were all big and bold. And I was like, I can deal with the DL man. And, and I still feel like I can, but it's not to say that it doesn't come with struggle. Right. Yeah. And it's not to say that it doesn't come with feeling unappreciated when, even when you're kicking it with somebody who might have that romantic potential, but is just a homie and you feel like there's like a wavering spirit. Anyway, move it on. I want somebody to feel, to fill my spirit. I want somebody to, you know, hold me accountable for my spiritual life. 
Um, I want somebody who, when I'm coming in from a rough day, will know that I'm literally just like emotional from that rough ass day and who may not say anything, but will just, you know, cuddle and hold me and just like, we just sit there. You know, I want somebody who knows when it's time to turn up and we can dress up and like be completely trash ass drunk. But then other times when it's just like, yo, babe, I made you some tea. Let's just chill out. Okay, cool. I'm done. Um, Eric, what is. I'm done. You all, this has been another episode. Oh, stop, stop, stop. We can have so much more to cover. I am done. I understand. Yes. Wow. What are your non negotiables, Eric? My non-negotiables. Not having a vision. Mm. Like not having some type of... Um, you got to have that, that go-getter yeah. kind of mentality. No matter where you're at, a non-negotiable wouldn't be for me like, oh, you need to be at a certain level or a certain status or what have you. It's more so like just having a vision. Um always just trying to press and move forward from wherever you are because that's something that I'm looking for, you know, that, that to have that motivation, to have that extra push. Yeah, yeah. Um, non-negotiable hygiene. <laughs> that would definitely be a non-negotiable um, as far as, like, your breath, your body odor. Um, you know, you just taking care of yourself. Like, you're, I don't want to see no dirty nails. Um, but I mean, we're human and we're in, and, and I, I know we're men, we're guys. Like, I'm not expecting you to be spiffy clean a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes the little must is cute, but sometimes when it's like, like overbearing, you're going to be, yeah, like, bitch, but when you're not taking care of yourself, you gotta go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you, you, I, listen, um, non-negotiable. You living with your mama? I want to for where I'm at you know in in my life like I I don't want to always have to be the one who is hosting (laughs) you know Mm. what I mean like come on gay culture and hosting I want to be able to (laughs) um, go to your place Um, that would be nice I don't I don't know. You know, I'll take that back. I digress. I, I don't know if that's a non-negotiable. I'm sorry. I mean, you can be. I don't, I don't know if that is. I'm saying that you need to have your own place. I, I feel like it is. <laughs> I would highly prefer that. But, you know, people are in different living situations. Um, it's not just living with parents, right? It's all different types of stuff. So roommates and, you know, what have you. Um, it wasn't that long ago that I was a roommate. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I get it. Um, but again... Um, I'll go back to, you know, just always wanting to thrive and push forward. So no matter where you're at, if you are somebody's roommate, like as as long as you have a vision and you're trying to get out of that and you have a plan and you, I just, I'm really just attracted to uh, intelligence and just wanting to not just be complacent. Yeah. yeah. Wanting to um, leave a mark on this world. Um, wanting to if it's about acquiring wealth and knowledge it's going to be used to help other people Yeah. right you know what I mean like if we're in a position to where we are doing better 
and we took it to that next level, and we out here cashing checks like I don't know, like Beyonce and Jay Z, but something something like that. <laughs> it's never gonna be this thing that's driven by ego. You know what I mean? I want us to always be reminding each other that um, God gives us things and he can take them away. And that, um, you know, whatever we acquire, we cannot take with us. Um, and, and, And use your gifts, whatever form they come in, whether that's money, whether that's knowledge, whether that's things, whether that whatever, whatever your gift is, um, use it to benefit other people. So somebody who's in touch aligned here mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think our non-negotiables definitely overlap so I'm going to keep mine short um, don't lie to me mm. do not lie to me okay that is a non-negotiable and let me tell you you may Pepsi is fine adulterer okay and the question may come up you know how do you know if I'm lying when I was young, I prayed for a spirit of discernment. So whenever people lie to me, there is something that happens in my chest <laughs> that tells me you're you're just a liar. But it's just that heart murmur. Say no, I'm playing. <laughs> Maybe okay. Maybe okay. But literally, like one of my non-negotiables: do not I'm lie kidding. to me. And if I find out that you lie to me, or if I even feel it heavy enough where like I can't shake it, yeah, you have died. I'm having your funeral. I've mourned you. Good day. Have you ever felt like someone lied to you and then found out that they were you actually know. telling you the truth? No. Okay. All right. Okay. So I've caught a couple people in some lies <laughs> that, have, that I found out to be what? Lies. Okay? <laughs> so I know what I'm working with over here. Don't lie to but Patrick, y'all. He don't lie you. to me. Do not. <laughs> be honest. And I think yeah. if you just move in honesty, we can work out that honesty and then have a healthier relationship. Yeah. Don't assume that I'm going to shut down whatever your needs Don't might be. Don't assume anything. Mm-hmm. Especially in a relationship with me. One of the cardinal rules of life. Okay. Let's move to the next one. Are you, do you have a professional preference? Right, and if you do, what are they? Have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> bachelor's and I master's. I have two, so it would be nice if at least a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, a job with benefits. Uh... Professional preferences. A job. Just have, just be working. Yeah. Um, and be able to go to the dentist for a cleaning when you need to. So yeah. that's why I mean my job with benefits. Like being able to take care of yourself. Can I tell you? And I know a couple of my girls who listen to the show are going to be like, bitch, what? I don't have a degree preference. Okay. I would love to be in a relationship with a doctor or a lawyer. Something that's not what I do. Right? So we can talk about our different experiences. But they would have went to school, right? Yeah, they would have went to school. Mm. But even if you are like a mechanic and you own the fucking dealership, right? Yeah. You can talk about your cars and I would find that so sexy. You don't have to go to school for that. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things you don't have to go to school for to be successful. Or if you, you know, do construction and you happen to own the kind of contracting agency. Construction worker. Let me tell you. you Hard hat. That's why I said, I'm flexible. Utility belt. Because that construction worker. With those worker, little vests on. Mm-hmm, who mans kind of like the whole team. And it's just like. I can and you know he got on those blue Levi jeans. Eric, you're not going <laughs> to. You're not going to stimulate me on this afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Because all I need is a construction worker. <laughs> a landscaper, a contractor. That's real. 
all sweaty and buff and muscular. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. You know, I'm so engrossed in the higher education world. I went to school, but I also like work in it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I have such a yeah, and same um, preference for. Um, but but you know what you're saying is absolutely right. But Eric, it's kind you of know, like you the don't Greek have world, to right? have a degree to be successful, and I and I hope that by me saying that that was a preference that it doesn't come off that way. Not at um, all. You do not have to go to college, right? I'm, and and as a college advisor, I know that college is not for everybody. For everybody. Right. You know what I mean? People right. go to college and commit suicide. Mm-hmm. We don't have those conversations. You know why these people commit suicide when they go to school? Like. It's not for everybody, or it's not a time for everybody to do it, right? But we kind of had... Well, I mean, not we kind of had. Not well, y'all. Excuse me. But it's kind of similar to, like, the Greek world, right? Like, you you become Greek. You want to hook up with somebody Greek. So what? You can share the experiences of what it was to be Greek. So you've gone through the bachelors. You've gone through the masters. You want to... You, you automatically jump to somebody who's done that too. So you can be like, oh, what was it for you in this different field? Or it's what was a, it for you in yeah. the same field? So it's really not you, you like, yeah, it's not being biased or prejudiced towards like People someone. who don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just feel like expand your wings because, you know, that contractor might wear you out and give you a good story. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talk about a hard hat. Okay. You're so crazy. All right, last but not least, because we talked about, you know, um, when we, it was the conversation about social media and putting on kind of like a facade and the fat and femme conversation. Do you have a look preference, Eric, <laughs> if any? And I'm just going to be real. I do. Okay? And all of my friends are just like, bitch, you have a type. So do you have a look preference? And don't let me read you on the show. Because I feel be like honest. I do. Right. Yeah. Because I can't. Okay. Okay. Listen, yo, I was not We're about clear to it make, I was not about to make the mistake. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. I'm like, do you hear Okay. That was a land, a mine. Listen, it was a land bomb waiting for me. Like, bitch, you can cross it if you want, but I'm ready for you. No, I think that um, as much as I like to tell myself I don't, I do. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so that people can hear. And maybe so some of our listeners can slide into those DMs. I feel like I have like a uh, a size and in, in, in weight proportion preference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm glad that's all you want to share. So, Eric, over here, you already know. What's you? I'm not even gonna say, it. Eric. What's my type? A bear. Football, running back, touchdown. Kick the ball, kickboxing. Yes. And football has many sizes. Bear. So you could either Harry be. Bear. Su- Eric, don't do too much. Okay. <laughs> I do like a little hair. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? I'm flexible. I can do smooth. I can do hairy. But I'm already 6'1. I prefer my height or taller. Or, you know, even just tall enough, you know? Because I realize once you. I like shorter. Once you go to 180 degrees, it don't matter what, what height you are. Okay, so <laughs> Eric, this is been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Eric, stop! Don't be shutting it off. <laughs> Eric, so for me, it's shorter. I like my height like shorter. shorter. I love a tall man, or like you know, like, around my height. I around six one. 
I don't like guys who are taller than me. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind taller or shorter than me around my height. Um, I love a either muscular build. I don't even, I like, I, I love really even a that. chunky bay. You know what I mean? If you've seen some of the men I mess with, I, yeah. I go from like football player, super chiseled, thick almost bay. bodybuilder to like chunky bay. I just want you to have like chunky thick bear bay thickness to you. Yeah. Chunky thick bear bay. Like if I that feel could like be an ice can, cream flavor. Yeah. We should submit that. If you can pick me up, I'm probably going to just adore you. Yeah. And even if you can't, because I'm, I'm slowly but surely moving on to my skinny boots. Anywho, glad we had this conversation, Eric. It took us like, we're probably at the two hour mark right now. We talking a lot. Oh, I don't know. God. It was great though. Last question. Do you think you can have it all? Yes. All of these things that we talked about. Well, it's not the last question. It's one of the last ones. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And having and so, it all can change Yeah. Uh, over time, but why not? Yeah. I think we work hard. We deserve to have it all. We, if, 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 And I think that um, if you can think it, if you can perceive it, you can be it. Amen. Okay. But let's talk about the scary No shine to R. Kelly, though. I don't know who that is. Good. Okay. But, like, especially for black gay men, like, we may have, like, an easier shot at, like, the good job, right? Or even the good house. Or what was the other thing? Maybe even the good partner. But specifically the good house and the good job. More than likely, we'll fall into that, right? Because all we do in our lives is kind of work to prove that we are just as badass as the citizens and everybody else, right? <laughs> but when it comes to the partner and the kids, does that not intimidate you? Like, especially when I had said, I would love a biological kid. A part of me is always walking with the sense that like, oh, that shit might be kind of impossible. And by impossible, I mean like, it's probably never going to happen. And it's kind of scary. Or when you have the kind of prerequisites of, I just want a genuine partner to kind of, you know, hold and nurture me as I hold and nurture him. And like, you know, we sit in this space and we grow together and we build together and we really just bear ourselves to each other without any inhibitions. Um, and he has kind of like these physical preferences that we may happen to like. Is it possible to get that? Mm. Like, do you, you know? I don't want to lose faith or hope. Or, Absolutely. Because, I mean, if we... If we use our past relationships as a point of reference, like, we'll never get there. Okay. We'll never get there. And I feel like our past relationships are just to prepare us and to get us to that ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Or that ultimate, you know lover or wherever it is that we're supposed to be like we're not going to just get that on the first run or the second run mm-hmm. i think we have these expectations of that and it's but i mean we get our heart broken and it's and it's and, and we learn so basically you're saying stick it out absolutely stick it don't out give and up figure it out stick it out because what i mean we don't have no other options what are you gonna do lay down and die like you're gonna lay Ooh. down and give up okay like <laughs> The world is still spinning, even when our hearts are broken, when we lose people that we love dearly, when we have divorces and we separate, like the world continues to spin. So it's like at some point we have to find a way to bring ourselves out of the hurt and learn to, you you, you used the word forgive earlier when Mm -hmm. we started recording, um, forgive ourselves and forgive the other people who have hurt us so they can, so we can 
get that power back. You know what I mean? So we can get that power back and keep moving forward. Um, it's nothing like a breakup or having your heart broken. That shit will put you down and like have you in a dark place for a little while, potentially. But you got to come out of that some way, somehow. Yeah, yeah, girl. Bitch, I'm a little drunk right now, so we just gonna end this conversation. It was real cute. It's again gonna set up some conversations that we're gonna have in the future. Cool. So now we're gonna move to the hung pop, aka the door is closed. The door is closed. Okay. Did you? Nene is crazy. Tell me you watch Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, I did. Literally, now I can retract my statement and say the Housewives is no longer boring. Nene got into an argument with Portia where her entire bun fell off. And shout out to Marlo, who is a good friend for fixing that bun. Um, so yeah, that was Housewives of Atlanta. Love it. Bye. Beyonce presented Colin Kaepernick with the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali so Legacy good. Award. Let me tell you something about Miss Beyonce. I, and them cakes. And you know, I told myself I'm not going to talk about Beyonce in these shows because it'd be too long because I fucking love Beyonce. You hear me? Yeah. I can't deal. Like, when I start talking about Beyonce, it gets too much. First of all, she gave you a nice, she gave you a little black dress, but with sparkles. Bitch, who has ever? Okay? She has. Years before. But it's everything still again. I love her. And then she gave you her natural, you know, kinky curly hair. She gave you these filled in brows. She gave you a good teleprompter read. It was every. I love me some Beyonce, and her shoes were a fucking amazing, okay? Yeah, she looked um, amazing. All right, so what you got for the hung music? Well, actually, I'm sorry, wait. Fuck. My computer's being stupid. I had something for the hung pop. Oh, what you got for the hung pop? <laughs> uh, did you know um, Lil Mo I was do. on divorce court? Wait, what? <laughs> she, Lil Mo was on divorce court. <laughs> I couldn't get that out. <laughs> the, the first time, I don't know what I said. She was on divorce court a few days ago. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Wait. She was, I want to say it was in like toward the end of November. She's um, divorcing her boxer husband? Right. And he's like really cute. Um, he reminds me of Jensen Atwood. From oh, Noah's Ark? Love, yes. <laughs> um, I am Noah looking for my Wade. Even the Wade was a little problematic, but we can unpack that another time. We can, because he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noah deserved better. Okay. Um, some things I found interesting, I, I watched their little video. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, her husband, Carl... Dargan, I believe his last name is. Mm-hmm. He was talking about he had to keep Lil Mo with him at all times so he doesn't fall any in into any traps with other women. I thought that was interesting. Like you, so you can't go anywhere without Lil Mo because if you do, you are gonna fall into some pussy. Okay. Oh my god. So he, they had him take like a lie detector test on the show, and they were asking him if he had had sex with any women other than Little Mo since they got married, and he failed. So when the judge asked him about it, after the fact, Carl pulled a, huh, what did you say? Ask, <laughs> ask me that again? So it, it was, it was kind of funny. Like, this, this shit was, like, crazy. I'm like, this shit can't be, like, real. This can't be serious. Because, like, Little Mo, like, come on, girl. Like, you're 42 years young, and you've been down this road two times before. I just didn't feel like this shit was, like, real at all. 
Then they had old girl Danielle Canada. She's the assistant editor at Bossip. She came out and started and got on the stand and started talking why, talking about why we have a fashion a fascination with celebrity marriages. I mean, come on, like, wouldn't she be the perfect person to tell us? To, she's from Bossip. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I just feel like this was all a setup. I just feel like it was all a setup. And, and I thought it was funny to see that Wendy Williams, um, she had Kenya on her show. Patrick, get off your phone. I'm listening to you. Put your phone down. Yes, Dad. <laughs> hung Pop is done. Uh, hung Music. Yes. Right before we started recording, we watched um, an interview with Jay-Z that he yeah. did with the New York Times. Um, this guy named Dean. What, what do we say? Bacay? Bacat? Bac- I said Bacat. Bacat. But it could be Bacat. <laughs> okay. Um, they did a really cool interview. Um, I just... You know, I really like the intro. The apartment was really nice. The backdrop was really cool. Yes. <laughs> Patrick cannot stay off his phone, y'all. Eric, speak um, your speech. We late. Yeah, we are late, and I need you to be engaged in this conversation. I'm engaged. You ask no questions of me. Because I'm not going to want to have a conversation if you're in your phone. I'm here. So... I thought that the intro was kind of cool because Jay-Z, I just kind of liked how he walked in. Mm. Um, I just feel like it was a very, like, cool way that they just started, like, filming it right away. Um, And it didn't, like, open up when he sat down. No, we saw him, like, come in, sit down, have this interaction with Dean in the beginning. Um, And I just thought it was a very cool way. (laughs) You okay? (laughs) I thought it was a very cool way to open the interview. Um, some stuff that was brought up during the interview that I thought it was kind of cool. Um, very early on, they brought up OJ. Um, and I was wondering if you... Did you have a chance to see the OJ Netflix? Child, I watched like the... On the third episode, I like fell off. But I probably so wasn't just like sitting and watching it again. Maybe not that I wasn't feeling it, but maybe I just had too much wine. I don't know. <laughs> you might have fallen asleep. Yeah. Um, it was actually really good. And it was interesting um, that Dean, the interviewer, brought up the fact that, you know, well, he had Jay-Z speak on being rich and being famous didn't add a, um, overshadow his being black. And, and they brought up OJ. It was interesting because that is exactly how OJ was portrayed. In um, the Netflix series, he was like so disconnected from the black community. Mm-hmm. He only hung around black women, um, white women. Um, he he had a lot of white friends in his home. He had a lot of pictures of a whole bunch of white people. And allegedly, I don't know if this is true, but for the trial, his lawyers had to go in and replace all the pictures in his home because you know at some point the jury came in um, because it was the crime scene, um, and they didn't want them to see how disconnected OJ was with the black community. Wow. Oh, wow. So that that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um Josie uh J- Josie. <laughs> it's late y'all. Oh my gosh. Uh Jay-Z mentioned leading with love when it comes to um, bringing up his kids and that he did not want them to know like what his struggle was when he was growing up. He quote unquote he he said they will be who they are. Um 
And I just thought that was interesting because I feel that I'm sure a lot of people, um, Jay-Z as a rapper, um, a lot of people have this expectation for him to kind of like teach his kids or bring his kids back to the hood and see where he came from and what he, you know, how he grew up. I think it was interesting that, you know, he just had a different perspective on that, that he felt that that wasn't necessarily what he he didn't feel like that was necessarily what his kids needed to see. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you say? Well, I thought he just was just like, they won't know, right? Because they definitely live in like a different set of resources and they definitely live with like a different set of standards for survival. Mm-hmm. So they won't have to do what he needs to do for, to survive, but they still need to know the history just so that they are aware of what they came from, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, that's why I thought this episode was so beautiful. I've never seen Jay-Z, and I mentioned this to you when we were watching it, like I've never seen him in such a vulnerable space. Like, all the Jay-Z I know is, like, this rap man who moved from, like, the drug game to the rap game, rap game, and, like, did well for himself. But to see him in this space was just, like, such a beautiful moment. Yeah. I I thought it was a good interview. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like he had some Whitney Houston moments here and there. Oh, because he never (laughs) reviewed everything. Okay. Answering but not answering the question. Um, But, you know, when it it came to his kids, you know, he had a very interesting philosophy, but Mm -hmm. they're his kids. And and that's the point. Like, you you bring them up how they should go. And I think, um, you know, his quote, what he said, they will be who they are, and he'll just kind of, like, let that be. I think that's really powerful. Um, I think a lot of parents raise their kids in their image. Or raise their kids to do the things that they wanted to do when they were kids. So I think it's just like like kind of cool that he's allowing them to have that freedom. Um, I'll wrap this up uh, with hung music. Jay Z uh, toward the end of the interview, um, a couple of things they talked about. They talked about President Obama, and mm. and um, Dean asked him, um, you know, had President Obama lived up to his expectations being the first black president? And I, I really liked uh, Jay-Z's response. He said that he thought it was unfair um, that, you know, so many people expected him to undo what 43 presidents had done before him within a, a span of eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, a lot of people had these um, expectations for Obama because of the color of his skin. And, and, and Jay-Z felt like that was, in a way, reverse racism um, toward Obama. So I thought that was interesting. I did too. Um, I think he had a good point, right? And I think it's very reflective of the way that a lot of people view black bodies. They'll create years upon decades upon centuries of mess and then expect you to clean up all of that mess in a five to ten hour time span, if that, right? And so I think he has a point. I think we, our expectations for Obama were a little too high, but I think the achievements that he made, the achievements or the impact that Michelle had on our country will never be, will never go unrecognized, right? And I think they even become highlighted when we see the trash that we have in office today. Yeah. What are you listening to this week? I am listening to, well, first I'm listening to Barbara Streisand, okay? Because she has been lifting me this week. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Um, but then also uh, in Vogue 
release a new song called I heard Rocket. She sells out when she does her shows, Barbara. Barbara, listen. She rarely steps out. The goddess sells. You hear me? She does. Because people want to hear her sing Evergreen (laughs) and Somewhere and all of her classics. So. Um, Barbara Streisand has really been carrying me through this week. I'm still listening to, um, what's her name? Um, Cecile McLaurin Salvant, the jazz artist I brought up last week. Still listening to her. Absolutely love her. She has helped me even be more affirmed in the change that I'm trying to make in this Ooh, new year. Yes. Um, make sure you screenshot her but last on the Instagram least, story so I don't forget. I'll send it to you. Okay. Because um, I definitely didn't send it to the, the masses. The <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and Vogue released a new single called Rocket, as I mentioned a little bit prior before. Um, and it's amazing. I fucking love it. Okay. Yeah. Shout out right. to In Vogue. I got to listen to Dawn, it. Dawn, we miss you, but you don't want to join, so we don't got nothing to say. Oh, it's another escape situation where somebody don't want to come. <laughs> they don't wanna, she don't want to come back, so it is up to her. Uh, I thought it was all right. I have to listen to it again. Um... I don't know. This this week I've been feeling Kalani. Mm-hmm. Um, feelings, distraction, of course, is an awesome track because I'm trying to be somebody's distraction. Um, impersonal. Those those have been uh, three songs this week that I've been listening to over and over again. Yes. I really like Kalani's album. Um, and one thing I will say, I really do enjoy when I when I when I am listening to records. Is um, that I can go on YouTube and find their live performances and get a feel for you know what the artist gives um, you know just as a live performer and hear those vocals. Um, I appreciate that, so it's cool. Nice. All right, y'all. Well, let's move this along because this is probably going on five hours. Hung up or hang up? What you doing? Uh. I will just I will just say just to keep this short so folks can go home and we can get some rest. Um, just being intentional. Some something happened to me today at work and it was just kind of like I hate when issues are brought to me with the glass half empty or you don't have all of the facts or you trying to make a point but like I said you don't have all of the facts. Like um, be intentional and and don't. Don't try to ask people questions or bring things to people to just start drama. You know what I mean? Like, be intentional. Be be intentional. And that's really all I have. I am hung up on Luther Vandross. Um, This past week, Patti LaBelle. Luther, first of all, let's talk about Luther's amazing talent he's not only a singer he's a songwriter he was a backup singer he was a foreground singer he was a singer all up and through um he was also an amazing songwriter wrote jingles out the ass performance artist just everything i love me some luther have always loved luther i think as much as i've loved patty labelle patty labelle was on watch what happens live this past week with andy cohen and she basically said that she met Luther because he had brought some dresses out of the blue for her and her group um, and became eventually the number one fan of her fan club. And so Andy's um, asked, which I think was a little messy because I think it was a little outing, um, but he was just like, did Luther ever talk to you about coming out? And Patty happened to say that Luther didn't choose to come out because um, 
He didn't want to disappoint his mother, and he didn't want to disappoint his female fan base. This has been another episode of the Hunger Podcast. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I M P Ryan. That's I A M P R Y A N. Eric. You can find me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. Find us both on IG and Twitter at Hungapod. That's H U N G U P P O D. And find us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Hungapod. <laughs> Email us, y'all. Know, y'all know all this stuff. Email us. I'm, you know what? We're not asking y'all no more. How about that? What's wrong with you? What's going on? And then thank. And then thank you for rating us on Apple Podcasts and on Google Play and commenting us on the SoundCloud. No, I guess what I mean is like, people will do it. So you just gonna keep talking? And I just feel like people will do it. Like, we don't have to keep asking. Like, people will just do it when they want it. I don't know. Okay, Eric. Okay. You gonna say goodbye? Of course. Every week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Luther started... um, how did you find Luther? He came back, stage at the Apollo Theater with clothes, pretending he was a designer. I'm chewing. And he wanted to meet us. And so I said, let him in. He came in with these dresses and beautiful because we were poor. Yeah. So he hooked us up with these gowns. I don't know where he got them. And then he became my first fan club president. Wow. And he became like my best, best friend. Did he struggle with the idea of coming out? publicly was that was that something that you talked about at all we talked about it it was basically he did not want his mother to be although she might have known uh-huh. but, but he wasn't going to come out and say this to the world and he had a lot of lady fans and he told me that he just didn't want to upset the world he was known as a, he was a singer of love songs love i mean song. and yeah but it was hard for him yeah it was hard what a wonderful man yeah, yeah. yeah.